Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. I am your host, and today we have a special uh, special show planned for you. So I've been thinking a lot lately about, uh, you know, how I can help listeners and readers of my books um, even more to be able to figure out how to apply what I teach into their real life. And I think as an author, that is one of the the biggest struggles, right? Because you can write a million books um, and give lots of homework and tips and tools. And still at the end of the day, sometimes it's hard to know how to put those things into practice in our individual lives, right? Because we all have different stories and stuff. And so I'm, I'm really excited because I want to start um, doing a show every now and then where I get an opportunity to coach a listener live so you guys get to learn from that. Um, I'm sure you're going to find things in this conversation that you can relate to. Um, and as always, I'm always trying to provide some tips and tools on actually how to work through whatever it is that uh, we're going to talk about. So that's the show today. I'm super excited to have Jennifer, uh, who is a listener of the show, on. Um, and we are just going to get into it. This is your opportunity to um, be a fly on the wall of a real live coaching session because uh, I don't play, as you know. I want to get right into it and see if we can get um, some progress made. So, Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, digging into some of the things that, that you've identified that um, you would like us to work on a little bit and blocks. Manifesting is a big thing. I think mm -hmm. everyone I've ever coached deals with them. And I'm very open at saying, I had all of them. <laughs> if there were any blocks, I had them all. I can speak from experience. Um, and you had mentioned that that's something that you have, have already been able to notice, which honestly is huge. It's like step yeah. one, know, knowing, you know, um, that you have some. And so for the listeners, um, there's three different blocks that I talk about in my book, Future Boards. Uh, one is growth mindset. One is a worthiness block. Uh, and then I have the low-key martyr block. And um, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about, have you had a chance to read that book and did you identify with the worthiness block or is that just something you've kind of already been able to, to see in yourself or notice in yourself? Um, it, it's definitely something that I've noticed in myself for quite some time. Uh, a friend of mine actually um, has this book and she, she just lent it to me. So I was kind of leafing through it and it was kind of one of those aha moments where I was like, that's exactly what is wrong. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't had a chance to kind of dig into it just yet, but perfect. Um, yeah. Perfect. So can you tell us a little bit about what um, a little of your background story that always helps me as a coach to kind of um, understand where you're at right now in your life, um, maybe what you've been working on and struggling in as much of specifics as you can. So tell us just a little bit about uh, your backstory and where you're at right now. Um, so 
I am self-employed. Um, throughout my life, I've done, you know, kind of a million different things, just trying to figure out, you know, what, uh, what is my calling in life. And um, so my background varies from, like, uh, restaurant management and ownership to, you know, working in a retirement home to uh, working in a call center. You know, I kind of tried a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. um, always being a little bit dissatisfied with what I was doing. Uh, and I started working part-time with a uh, very successful financial firm uh, about five years ago. And then I've okay. just kind of transitioned into, uh, into this as like a full-time career. But I find like I'm, I'm struggling with getting out of my way. I'm struggling with, um, you know, feeling like I belong, feeling like I can do this. Because this is completely new for me. Okay. Um, and I mean, obviously, like I've gone through all the licensing and all of the, you know, right, right. for this. So it's not like I'm dumb and I don't actually know yeah, what I'm absolutely. doing. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of times I our belief system that. can hold us back. Yeah. yeah so what we absolutely. tell ourselves can be all the difference between the success that we want and the success that we actually get, right? <laughs> and so if we're putting in all the hustle and all the work to – you know, get licensed to start the business, to do all the kind of tactical and tangible things. But then at the same time, we're telling ourselves a story of, hey, we're not going to be successful. Other people are going to do it better or we're not good enough or any of that narrative. Then it's like the two things are warring against each other. Exactly. A hustle on one side and then the belief system on the other. And Mm -hmm the result is we don't get the results that we want. Yeah. That's uh, exa- and that's exactly, so yeah, that's exactly where I am right now, where it's like I'm not getting the results because I, I am self-sabotaging. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the company, my coworkers, uh, you know, they're all hugely supportive. And they have a lot of belief, but it, I, I still struggle with the fact that, you know, how do I get past not believing in myself? Right. So can you give me some examples of what some of those voices in your head will say? I mean, that's what I, I love calling them that, right? They're, yeah. they're not me. They're just, there's just this little bitch in my head that tells me yeah. all this stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not me. I would never yeah. say that to myself, but this bitch does. Um, so what yeah, are some exactly. of those things, especially let's talk first about how it relates to the business. Um, what are some of those things that kind of cycle around? What do they, what do they say? Um, basically like you don't, you know, and it is exactly that this voice in my head, cause it's not me. I don't think it's me. right. I definitely, you know, I, I came from, um, you know, an abusive marriage where I, you know, there was constant belittling and constant struggle to just have an identity and, you know, feel like I belong. And then there was always, um, you know, um, put downs and, right. uh, and like, and, yeah. that you're lucky you're with me because you're so stupid because stuff like that so then I guess right. I just kind of stuck with it and then trying yep. we internalize it and then make new. it part of our yeah. story yeah exactly so that that all still plays in there and mm-hmm. um you know I'm glad that you had said you know the voices in your head because then I you know I don't yeah. feel as crazy like having an argument with myself right with, you know these thoughts and you know, and then I try to battle them with like, 
you know, back off. I'm learning. I'm doing good. Like, look at here. I, this is, you know, here's proven success. But then I, I, I guess still I coming just, in and, yeah, yeah, trying to tear right that apart. And that, that's usually how they work, right? So we, what we believe to be true about ourselves, even if we don't want to admit that we believe it, right? Um, but here's the thing. Those beliefs are driving our actions and our results, and they're also driving our words and our thoughts. So even if on one hand we want to believe all the politically correct right answers, right? Like I am perfect just the way I am, the world is my oyster, all of that stuff. The reality is that our belief system is coming from everything. Like it's a conglomerate of all the things people have told us throughout our life, including, mm-hmm. you know, parents, aunts, uncles, whatever, teachers, um, and what we've been telling ourselves. So over the years we're we're kind of attaching on to the things people have said especially things that probably really hurt right or Mm -hmm. vulnerabilities that we already felt and then we're recycling them in our mind and they become who we believe we are right so for instance if if someone has always told me god you're such a procrastinator you're a space case or whatever over time you start making that part of your own narrative and like, well, I'm just a procrastinator. I'm just a faith case. It's just how it is, you know? And so that's kind of a, a tactical one, but it can be everything from who you are as a person to how you are in friendships or relationships or how you communicate. It can be all those things. And so what happens is because we don't know better, because no one taught us the skills, we just absorb all of that and start recycling it. Um, mm-hmm. to build that belief system. And so that's super normal, by the way, that, that those would start to be there. Um, so do you mind sharing kind of what some of those specific voices will say to kind of tear you down? And then I can give you some tools on how we, we started attacking them back. Um, yeah, I, and I think like the procrastination, that's, a, that's another thing is like a new self-belief. Like I'm a huge procrastinator, Mm-hmm. And then I think I procrastinate because I'm a procrastinator. So, you know, that's a struggle all on its own. But then, you know, on top of that, I've got, you know, this on repeat saying, like, you can't do this. You don't know what you're doing. You know, uh, you're not smart enough to do this. You don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. challenging for sure. Absolutely. So if you start to look at um, – a voice like you're not smart enough, right? And it starts recycling and that's definitely one you've heard, you know, other people used it to hurt you and to say mm-hmm. things that would cut you down, right? Um, and then it becomes part of that narrative. So if that is coming up, do you see how it can make it so much harder for you to do actions that prove yourself wrong? Does that make sense? So if, if I'm sitting down to like work my business and what's going through my head is there no one's going to listen to you because you're you're stupid you didn't get the education everybody else has which is true I didn't you know finish college taught myself to read you know so education was a huge hurdle that I had to overcome and I absolutely felt like everyone else was smarter than me I was like that's fact that's not even yeah that's not even in my head that's fact right um but when those are voices that we allow to continue Right? We let them keep popping up and keep popping up. Um, and then when they do, we engage them. 
and start having that internal dialogue like, yeah, you know, you're right. Here's some examples of when I wasn't smart enough or this, that, or the other thing. Then we're asking ourselves, hey, go work your business, right? Go get those new clients. Go meet with um, CEOs. Go whatever. Mm-hmm. We're making every one of those actions just 10 times harder than it would have to be just by allowing that narrative to be there. Exactly. Right? And so then in the moment when we're having those meetings, we're like, oh, they probably know more about this than I do, and on and on it kind of goes. So Mm -hmm. what I want us to start to think about is that these voices in our head are not who we are. And I know it feels like they are because we now have some proof to back them up, whatever, you know, whatever those voices say, right? So up to this point, we've had a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies that have kind of proven them to be true, if you will. So in order to change that, change those outcomes, to change those self-fulfilling prophecies, it has to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And the place that it is always going to start is with that, those thoughts because they're the generation of everything. There's a generation of how we talk about ourselves, of the actions that we do, of the eventual results that we get, of what we believe we're capable of, of the opportunities we take, stuff like that. And so if we can start like at the inception point where it all begins and change that, then over time all the rest of the things down the chain are going to also begin to change. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So in the past when you've noticed them, what do you typically do? Like will, will they kind of goat you into having that internal dialogue, the back and forth, like, no, I'm okay, you know, and you're kind of back, forth, back, forth? Or what normally happens? It's, it's kind of starting to get to that point. I think, in the, you know, in the beginning, like, I would just fold. Like, yeah, you're right. I am dumb or, you know, whatever. I would right. just completely fold to it. Accepted. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I've, I've tried to incorporate, um, you know, different strategies, which then just becomes like, I'm not dumb. You're dumb. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's like back and forth. It's like arguing. I feel like. <laughs> okay, so now I'm telling myself I'm not dumb, but do I, I don't feel it. You know, I still feel, yep. it still resonates with me. I still feel it. So I guess I'm kind of hung up on, like, what should I be saying to myself to overcome those or, or when that, those come in? Right. Right. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a really quick uh, tool to use in that exact uh, circumstances. So there's four different tools that I teach on how to change our thoughts and our beliefs so that we can begin getting new outcomes. Um, and you use them in, in kind of different situations. I think for, for this one or anything related to self-talk, that's a kind of a good indicator. So anytime we're putting ourselves down um, or saying, I am stupid or I'm not good enough or I'm not worth any of that stuff, so anything kind of related to self-talk, Um, the best tool to use is what I call mental tennis. So mental tennis is, I'm a super visual person, and I think visuals help us remember things better. So Mm -hmm. imagine you're out on a tennis court, and even if you've never played tennis, you kind of have the basic idea of how it works, right? So you stand out there, and there's an automatic, like, ball spitter, and it's 
throwing balls your way every 10 seconds or something. And your job is to run around and try and hit as many balls back as you can. And you're not just going to stand there in front of it and get destroyed, right? You're going to at least put an effort in to return that serve. So our mind is operating the exact same way, right? Your mind is a tennis court. And those negative thoughts, the ones that are trying to cut you down, um, make you feel shitty, make you unmotivated, uh, make you doubt your capability or doubt yourself, we call all of those negative thoughts or that nasty bitch in our head. (laughs) Um, And they are just coming at you over the fence all day long, right? Mm -hmm. They're used to pelting you. That's their comfort zone. They run the shit. They're just like, here you go, here you go, here you go. And what I want you to start practicing is, hey, I don't have to be passive in this anymore. I don't have to just take this shit from you. (laughs) I can actually start sending it back with the outcome I want instead. And this is where it gets a little bit tricky in just the fact that you have to be paying attention throughout the day, which is the hardest part. Honestly, if you can get over that, the rest is easy. So it's just a matter of paying attention to, like, what am I thinking right now? If I get in the habit of practicing what I call snapping in, like once an hour, like, hey, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Because there's all kinds of layers of mental conversation happening all day long. But if you can kind of snap in and say, what have I been thinking the last hour? Then you can catch those. You're like, oh, shit, for the last hour I've been ripping myself apart. (laughs) No, 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 no. Calm down. We're going backwards, right? Um, So when you've noticed it, and those voices have been saying things like, you're not good enough, you're not smart, you're not this or that, that is when you start returning the serve, right? You say, nope, the opposite is true. So I think this little piece is a piece you were missing before, when before it's kind of almost like an argument back and forth. This piece is actually putting out into the universe and into your own mind the outcome that you want instead, which is not how you feel in the moment, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's fake when you first start. It's it's almost like lying to yourself. It is lying to yourself, right? But it has to be specifically an outcome that you want in order to begin changing that belief system for good. So, for instance, if the thought is, I'm not smart enough, you return it immediately with, nope, that's not the case. I am smart and capable. I am smart and capable. I am smart and capable, right? Um, Or I am uh, smart and I add value. I'm adding value to both my business clients, my work environment, my relationships. Um, I am valued. So anything that kind of is touching on that sore spot of I'm not smart, we want to put out the absolute opposite outcome. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little bit different than saying when the thought comes in that says, hey, Sarah, you're not smart, instead of me saying, yeah, I'm okay, it's fine, um, love yourself anyway, or any of that stuff, because all that does is create a hamster wheel, and we just go round and round and round and round, mm-hmm. and the thought still comes back. Yes. But if we start putting out the opposite outcome, saying, no, I am smart, and I'm capable, thank you very much, I'm smart and I'm capable, I'm smart and I'm capable, then what starts to happen 
is we begin over time to actually believe that we're smart. We're changing that belief system. And we start believing that we're capable, and then the actions begin to show up in support of that. Okay. So the first time that we have kind of been working on changing that thought and we were presented with a difficult problem, one that would normally trigger us right back into that I'm not smart, but now we're putting out the new outcome and we actually crush that, right? That's yeah. our first proof point. Like, I am actually changing. I am actually capable. Shit, I'm more capable than I thought I was. <laughs> this problem wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because yeah, if we're absolutely. telling ourselves that we're not smart, then every problem seems unsolvable. Yes. Or yeah. unsurmountable or too difficult. For sure. But if yeah. we're saying I'm smart and I'm capable, then what I'm doing is in the moment when I'm presented with a problem, I'm trying to figure it out. Instead okay. of just glossing over it and saying, ugh, I just can't handle it because I'm not smart. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that was definitely, I think, the missing piece where it was like, um, you know, I feel like I'm having this childish conversation in my head where it's like, oh, you you don't know what you're doing. You're not smart enough. And there's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I am, you know. (laughs) Right. uh, And then I would just get completely defeated and, and, you know, and then get into this pattern where I'm like, I'm not motivated to do anything. I'm not motivated to continue learning. I'm not motivated to, you know, try to reach out to new clients or, uh, you know, follow up with certain things. Like I just lose all motivation. And then, and then it's like starting all over again to just get back to square one. Exactly. And so the whole process is just a hamster wheel, right? And it's very, very defeating because you're never actually, like, moving forward. You're just trying to even stay on the hamster wheel, like trying to fight back a little bit, right, which is exhausting. So the basic rule of thumb always when it comes to changing your thoughts, whether you're using mental tennis, the idea, again, for mental tennis is I'm just reversing the statement. Reverse the statement. So it makes it really easy that in the moment you don't have to think of, like, oh, what do I do? What do I tell myself? Just think what's the reverse of the statement. Mm-hmm. So the reverse, if I'm not smart, is I am smart. I am smart. And just think of it from a logical perspective. If you go through a week and 12 times a day for a week, you say, I'm smart and I'm capable. Just logically, how much different are you going to feel as a human being seven days later than you did saying I'm stupid and incapable before, right? Right. So it yeah. has to work. Like, there's like literally no way, <laughs> there's no way you could run this scenario and feel worse. It just is impossible. Right. So I'm, I've always kind of been like, I will buy into anything that is better than what I'm doing now. Even if it's not foolproof, even if it's not 100%, if it's 1% better than what it is it's right still, now, then I'm moving forward. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's still going to be way forward. better than, yeah, I am. <laughs> right, Exactly. So the more you practice this, that big first piece is catching yourself when those thoughts first come in. So my guess would be that by the time you're having that little argument, the yes, I am one, it's probably been bugging you for a couple hours. Yes. Like at almost kind of a subconscious level, right? We're having phone calls, we're texting, we're doing other things, but it's still nagging under mm-hmm. underneath there. It's almost like 
an autopilot tape that runs in our head, right? Um, yes. So the more times that you're aware of it, you're going to start, it's kind of like when you buy a Toyota, you see type, Toyotas everywhere. Yeah. You're going to start to <laughs> that's notice exactly, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right away. You'll be like, oh, shit, that's that bitch again. No. No, no, no. And so here's the other trick. Not only are you reversing the statement, but you have to be super diligent at that very first first spot that you recognize it, right? And understand that the first time you reverse it, it's going to come back and want to argue. Maybe even the second time. And here's the perfect visual for it. So just like you wouldn't let a kid put their hand in the fire, like a little baby, you're going to, like, smack its hand, be like, nope, hand out of the fire, hand out of the fire, hand out of the fire, right? Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing to your head. And it doesn't take long at all to, to retrain that whole process. It's just okay. it's training the same way it would be if you were going to the gym and you were weightlifting or training. So understand that that first time the old thought's going to be like, excuse me, I live here. What the hell? Nope, coming yeah. right back, right? And it's your job right then and there to not engage it at all. In other words, don't try and say anything else. Don't go down. Don't defend yourself. Don't do anything. Just reverse it with the statement. Reverse it with the statement. Reverse it with the statement. And then part three of that, so if one is the recognizing and two is the reversing, part three is I need to get my brain out of this entire rabbit hole that I'm trying to avoid, right? I got to have an exit strategy. And that exit strategy is I need something else to think about. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be Yeah, otherwise, my, I just here. go straight. Yeah, I'm just exactly. And no one wants to be there. So step three is what no one does and no one, like, really talks about. And that is the most important piece. So you, that, think of that as, like, your total exit button. I'm out of here. And what you have to do is start thinking about anything you want. Anything you want. So start thinking about a trip you want to take, um, mm-hmm. what it's going to be like when you land that big client, how excited you are, what you're going to do to spoil yourself when you do, um, what you have coming up this weekend that's super exciting. Like literally anything you want, you just plug in that spot. Okay. And it works exactly like it would taking candy from a baby. You try to take <laughs> it, they're going to scream just like that old thoughts, like, wait a second, I live here and it's trying to throw a fit, you got to give it something else to take the attention away. And as soon as you do that, then you're starting to create a brand new pathway in your brain that your brain's like, oh, that old thought isn't satisfying anymore. I'm not getting the reaction I want. Mm-hmm. And instead, I'm thinking of what it would be like to like sunbathe in Tahiti on a nice day. Yeah. And that actually kind of made me feel good, even if for 30 seconds. And yeah. so you're training your brain that feeling good is better than feeling shitty. And you manage to get out of that conversation. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's definitely the like step two and step three are absolutely what I was not doing. And it just yeah. kept engaging. And then it was like the schoolyard bully where it was like, I told you, you're stupid. Yep. Or you don't belong here, or you're, and and then there's no comeback. It's like, okay, well then I just give up. So then I am right. giving into it, which then I'm I'm proving myself right. Exactly. I think, when yep, I over and over again. Yep. Yep. So that is the basic formula to keep it really simple. That no matter what 
is coming at you from that personal standpoint. Like, um, I'm not good at sales. I'm not good at running my business. Just anything like that that's trying to cut you down, any negative personal self-talk, mental tennis is the perfect antidote to it. Mm-hmm. So that that rule of I am always in, number one, I'm not receiving that old thought anymore. I'm stopping it right there. I, I don't receive it. I say, nope, that's not the case anymore. This is now the case, which is always the opposite, so that now you have a new pathway to go down. Like you're basically creating a new future for yourself that didn't exist before because the other one is going round and round. And this one is now like, oh, now we can take a left, and there's a highway there. Let's go. <laughs> there was no highway before. It was just a roundabout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that alone should be enough to kind of start creating new outcomes. And then that last piece, if you can drop into thinking about anything you want, understand that whatever you think about is eventually coming down the pipeline for you. So all of that's good stuff, right? Like, A, I'm Absolutely. creating the new highway, the new outcomes, and B, I'm lining up some awesome stuff that I'm going to experience or receive in the future. So it's all win-win. So yeah. that is really, like, how we start to turn the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> like, these thoughts and beliefs are the freaking Titanic. They were heading for an iceberg, and even though these things seem small and like simple, like how could it be that simple? I promise you if you just practice it, do it every time you recognize it, number one, you're going to feel better in the moment. That's the biggest and best payoff is that in the moment, instead of feeling like shit, you're going to feel empowered. Yes. And you're going to feel like you're, getting your life back you know what I mean it's like oh my god I have space to breathe (laughs) and then the other best part is that it's all having a long-term effect as well not only do I feel better in the moment and feel more in control and more empowered but I'm also lining up big change for the future Mm -hmm. and then the best part is this is the very best part is that over time that negative thought will actually recede to nothing. Okay. Because we've stopped it, so we're no longer letting it grow and engage. We stop it right when it comes in, and then we've been replacing it with the opposite so much that our brain is now attaching to that instead. Okay. And yeah, because that's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. And this is so much quicker like, you're not dwelling, you're just, you snap in, you snap out, you snap in, you snap out. Um, I'm going to give you yeah. a, a little homework. Um, there is a docuseries on Netflix, if you have Netflix, called Explained. And Explained. there's one or two episodes um, called The Mind Explained. And so they did a really good job of showing from a scientific standpoint how all this actually works scientifically. Like it's a proven fact that we can retrain our brain and that we can change our belief system. So the way I just broke it down is like, I always think that how I teach stuff is like for a two-year-old because that's how my brain operates. I'm like, I want it (laughs) simple enough that a two-year-old can get it. But there's actually Harvard science behind it. 
Okay. That truly over time you can erase that old belief system and you will step into the reality of the new belief system. Perfect. Which is freaking awesome and yes. free. That's like, <laughs> the yeah. cheapest way to change your life there is, man. All it takes is effort. <laughs> um, real quick before we head out, are there some other ones that we could run through this scenario too so you can have um, another idea? There's other blocks around worthiness or success. So when you think of yourself as being incredibly successful in your business, think about whoever is super successful in the business right now. Imagine you're them. What comes up for you then? Like when you start to see yourself in that role. As being like what what goes super successful yeah i I, it kind of goes back to like you don't belong here Mm. um you know there's no way that you're ever going to um become that successful because you can't you know i can't even do this or i can't Mm -hmm. even get over this or whatever and and i don't know if that's the same voice or if now Mm -hmm. i've I've trained my belief system to believe that because of, you know, that voice in my head that that is convinced me that I'm not I'm not going to play Good in the big league here, yeah, yeah because I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not the same caliber of person. Although, you know, you I, you're I, doing I really the work to prove that wrong. Yeah, yeah you've, exactly. you've done all the same work that they have. So, the truly the only difference is what you're telling yourself versus what they may or may not be telling themselves, right? Who knows? They could be telling themselves the same thing and feel the exact same way too, which is very likely. Um, But all of those things, and you're right, there is a connection for sure. So all of those things are going to stem back down to something much bigger, which is that am I, Jennifer, worthy of wealth, abundance, love, success, whatever the word is. Right? Mm-hmm. And if there's resistance, and how you know if there's resistance is try to say all those things out loud and look at yourself. Say, Jennifer, you are worthy and deserve wealth, abundance, success, right? And if those feel like they just got stuck in your throat a little bit, then you know, oop, that's my indication I need to do some work right there. Okay. And honestly, that is such a good sign because half the time we don't know what needs to be changed. And that is a much more frustrating place to be. Absolutely. Because this then is it, it, yeah, than it is to know. going hamster wheel for the last like seven or eight years now. And it's yeah. stupid to even have these thoughts because I know that they're not mine. I know that it's somebody else that's in my head that is like taken over and, and, you know, has hold of the wheel now and is steering the ship and is, is telling myself all of this crap. And there's, there's some days where I absolutely don't believe it because I, I know who it is, but then Mm -hmm. the majority of the time I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, right. You're not going to do that anymore though. Right. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you are not going to take that shit anymore <laughs> so every time those thoughts come in I, I want you to visualize yourself on the tennis court getting hit by those balls coming 40 miles an hour at your chest okay here's, here's the baseline like you wouldn't do that right no sane human being would do that 
Mm-hmm. So you, you, it's a direct correlation. So if I'm yeah. not going to take it physically, I am also not about to take it mentally. That you are not going to do that to me the same way that I wouldn't let those balls hit me. Yeah. Right. So it just comes, it comes down to that initial will and desire for a new outcome and for change. But here's the awesome part, girl. Like if you do this for a week solid, and let me tell you that first week is going to feel like fucking warfare. It will be probably the most exhausting thing you've ever done, even though you're not lifting a finger because it's really the first time you're doing active inventory on what's going through your head. Mm-hmm. And you're really trying to pay attention, right? Like, what am I thinking right now as I'm doing the dishes? What am I thinking right now as I'm on a walk? What am I thinking right now as I'm loading the dryer? And if every time you check in, yeah. you found yourself beating yourself up, you're like, holy shit. Like, it feels like you, might, you got run over by a truck a little bit as you're reversing every single one of those. But here's the thing. You do that for a week, the next week it'll be half as bad. You do that for a month, you are going to feel like a brand-new human being. Okay. Like, it is crazy. They will stop coming up, and the work, will, the work will be, instead of having to fight them, the work will be, now I need to just start daydreaming about what I want, talking about what I want, finding out what I want, which is not the <laughs> And then actively thinking like making the choice to think about what I want instead. So now you're actually guiding your thoughts instead of just allowing them to like whiplash you all day. Yeah, exactly. I'm not just succumb to whatever pops into my head. I'm in control. Absolutely. And the best way to start doing that is to start stealing some of that mind space back from those negative thoughts and start daydreaming about literally anything you want. It doesn't matter. I mean, if a gorgeous bag gets you excited one day and travel gets you excited the other day and succeeding at all your goals, it doesn't matter. It's like plug in whatever. Yeah. Just make sure that it's exciting enough to, to allow you to change the subject in your head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I definitely, I mean, I'm definitely a dreamer versus a thinker. I did mm-hmm. get through that part of the book. Um, and like yeah. every single question was yes. So 100% I'm a dreamer. So I don't have difficulty daydreaming per se, but I think that I have difficulty daydreaming about success um, for myself right. because, because of this. So that's, that's absolutely going to be something new to think of, you know, what is it going to feel like when I am this successful person or, you know, I'm wealthy exactly. enough. Yeah. Yeah, so start thinking about, and it's amazing that you're a dreamer already because the skill set is there. So now <laughs> we're going to hone it to create future realities, which is pretty cool, right? I can use this thing that I've always had just the ability to do to kind of check out and daydream, and now I'm actually going to guide it and use it as a tool to start getting what I want, which is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so pick a couple moments in – your future successful business life that are big milestones and think about what it would feel like in that moment when the milestone is happening. So here's a good example. Um, Let's say the first time you get a commission check of whatever, 10 grand or 20 grand, whatever, you know, like pick a number that you have never got 
before and is maybe double what you've ever got before. And instead of going for the number on the check, right, like, oh, I have to hit that, I have to get that goal off, whatever, we're not focusing on that. We're focusing on how is it going to feel when I check my bank account and it's just sitting there saying, hi, <laughs> I'm here, right? Or how is it going to feel like when I get to go treat myself to, you know, go purchase the thing that would have felt really lavish before, maybe felt like I didn't deserve it before, but now I want to teach myself about rewards. This is a reward. I worked hard. I absolutely deserve it. I want to grant myself permission to have that reward. So what does that feel like? You're always looking for what would it be like in the moment and what moment excites me the most. Okay. So that that becomes your ultimate motivator and you're not having to talk yourself into Come on, Jennifer, let's get motivated today. Let's call some clients. Instead, you're like, oh, I want this moment. I can't wait for this moment. Or I can't wait for when I get that commission check, that means I get to go to Paris or whatever. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, let's go. Game on. Plus, yeah. what am I telling myself all day? I am smart. I am capable. I'm a beast. I slay goals. <laughs> <laughs> Right? And yeah. how much more motivated am I going to be to want to do any of that stuff when I'm talking like that to myself? Exactly. Okay, so I have one more homework assignment for you before we head out. Um, I want you to sit down today, like when we get off the call, grab a notebook, journal, whatever, and write down 25 positive I am statements, statements that define who you are. So, for example... On the top of that list, it better say, I am smart. <laughs> um, I am smart. I am capable. I am valued. I am respected. I'm successful. I'm a powerhouse. I'm a force. Like, go at least 25. If you can go longer, go longer. Um, if you get stuck, start thinking about all the negative things you say to yourself and write down the opposite. Okay, so you should have at least 25 easily. And then I want you to stand in front of the mirror in your bathroom, close the door. (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to actually make eye contact with yourself and say every single one of those out loud. Okay. And it's really, really, really important that you make eye contact with yourself when you say it. So it's almost like looking into your soul and telling your soul who you actually are. And that is much different than saying it and looking at your feet <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or reading it on a piece of paper or whatever. So it is really important that you hear your own voice say things like these, right? Okay. Yeah. And that you are looking at yourself it's the same way you would look at your best friend if you were giving her a pep talk and saying, you are beautiful, you are capable, you've got this. Mm-hmm. right? You're doing that exact same thing for yourself. So I want you to do that for 30 days. First thing in the morning before you brush your teeth and the last <laughs> thing you do before you go to bed. Okay. Okay. You promise? Swear? Yeah. Yeah. 30 days. Promise. And then I want you to let us know how you feel after 30 days. I will. Okay. You can, you can post something. You can DM me 
whatever. We, we want to see it. And listeners, you can do the exact same thing. This is one of the um, exercises I do for my one-on-one clients uh, when we're doing think it and say it to really literally rewrite the story of who we are into the story of who we are becoming. Okay. That, that list sense. is the woman you're becoming. And anytime you catch yourself in those old habits, give yourself grace and that we don't beat ourselves up anymore. That's a bad habit. We're getting over that, right? So we're not there to beat ourselves up. We're there to be like, okay, next time I'm going to stop it. And in the meantime, I'm proactively putting out all these things twice a day already, right? So they're already now part of my consciousness. Okay. Yep. Does that help? Does that give you like some actual things to do to like changing this furiously taking notes here (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it girl i'm telling Mm -hmm. you you are gonna feel like a new human being after 30 days like i I can't wait i feel but like i feel excitement like i feel i feel better already (laughs) yes hope possibility right it's like oh my god i don't have to this is all changeable that's the bottom line it is all changeable we are not the Thoughts that we've thought in the past, it's all changeable. And you're going to do it. So super excited to hear how that goes. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing with <laughs> all of us what you're going through because I can promise you, you are not the only one. Yeah. Oh, sure I know you are nodding your head like, yep, that's me too. Um, so thank you very much for that openness and being willing to share um, and then let us know how it goes. And listeners, if you would like to have a session like this as well, um, you can go to my podcast saved story on my Instagram. Um, I'll also put it in my notes where you can apply for the casting um, to be part of this as well. So you can share your story and, and get the coaching. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thanks, Thank everyone. you so much. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.